right, let's get started. Um, good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome to Indicator Cast. Uh, my name is John Matthews, and tonight I am joined here with Ryan Kendall. How are Hello. you doing, sir? I'm good, man. How are you going? Doing well. Doing well. Thank you. Um, and tonight, uh, Matt, our obviously regular, uh, couldn't do the monthly episode because of scheduling uh, conflicts and also um, his work schedule. And also, he's based in the US, so there's a big time zone difference. Uh, he will be joining us next episode. But tonight, uh, we have from the uh, catalog spotlight, William Rodley. Welcome. Hey, thank you for having me back on again. I really do appreciate it, John. Always an absolute pleasure to be here. No, we, we love having you on, William. So, uh, yeah, glad to have you on. Excellent. So, cool. So, tonight's episode um, will be our, our regular monthly episode where we cover the new title announcements and also some news. Uh, so, I guess if there's, without further ado, let's jump into the new title, shall we? Cool. Good. Cheers, Sweet. Cheers. All right. Awesome. Cool. So, um, yeah, so look, so Indicator announced three titles for their upcoming June catalog. And uh, starting off, we have The Beast Must Die. When the moon is full, the beast must die. One of you is a werewolf. You must track down the werewolf. One of these eight people is a werewolf. Can you guess which one? 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 One of these eight people will turn into a werewolf. Can you guess who it is when we stop the film for the werewolf break? See it. Solve it, but don't tell. The Beast Must Die. And this is a limited edition. This will be released on June 29. And it's going to be a set which contains a lot of extras. Um, just taking a step back, um, have you any of you guys seen The Beast Must Die? No, I have not. I've, I've been pretty lucky in respect. As a, as a child, I saw it at the drive-in. Separate <laughs> 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 edition as well, which really is not a very clear edition to begin with it's not a great copy so i'm really looking forward to see what they can do with this film it's not a great film but it's a good film uh peter cushing's uh cat uh, well his his wardrobe through it is quite interesting let's just say that the 70s plays a big role in it and um would recommend to watch yeah so i saw this um I actually, funny enough, I originally saw this when uh, Umbrella released on DVD back in the day. <laughs> this was an Umbrella mm. title because they had that Amicus box set. Oh, yeah, they did have that box set, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. when Umbrella were um, on fire back in the day. Um, and, uh, and look, I recently got the Severin disc as well. And, and like I said, William, um, we can go into it a bit, but the, the picture quality was, uh, wasn't the greatest. And if, if you, if I'm not mistaken, like I said, William, it is exclusive to the Amicus box set. You can't get it as a standalone title from, um, yeah, that, from Severin. That's my understanding as well. Yeah. It's this one that they haven't released separately. So one would assume they wouldn't have great faith in the quality they've done with it. It's still a great one to have for the box set for what it is. Yeah. Cause the box set's amazing. 
But yes, it's a bit disappointing for the quality they've brought through with it. But end of the day, we should be happy with what we get. So this is why I'm really excited to see what they can do with this release. So it's like, yeah, cool. Yeah, and so they're giving it as a, as a standalone disc. So you know, people who missed out because the Amicus collection set is out of print from Severin. So um, this is going to be a standalone release with with a ton of extras. Um, yeah, and I, I like so I've also seen the film. Um, it's it, it's a bit of fun. It's it's one of Amicus's uh, last um, horror efforts, like towards the end of their um, before the nail in the coffin. No pun intended with that studio, but um, uh, yeah, they were. Um, yeah, it, it's a fun film. I think William, like we were discussing, has like. It's, it's a bit of a mix. It has a bit of black exploitation tucked in there. and Definitely a, a an interesting of... bag what it is. It's like, you know, as you suggest, they've got the black exploitation there. You've got, like, the, the, the great hunter who there is sort of running the whole thing, and he must get this werewolf. And you've got the, the werewolf break in there when they take the 30-second break and say, well, okay, who do you think is the werewolf? And it's quite good. The cast is actually really cool. They've got some great stuff. The main guy, Kelvin Lockhart, is really cool. Um, the way he speaks, he's he's got such a great voice. It's just amazing. Um, yeah, the cast is great. You've got Blofeld in there. You've got, um, oh, God, it's gone blank on the guy's name. Damn it. Sorry. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, Wait up. Which guy are you looking for? There's Michael Gambon. No, Rome. Michael Gambon plays Jan in there, but um, Charles Gray. Charles Gray, yes, Blofeld Charles from Gray. Diamonds Are Forever, 1971. I yeah, apologise. I just completely <laughs> blank there. <laughs> but the cast is terrific. They've got such a great cast. Um, the set, the way it's shot, that the 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 thing that when I was as a kid when I saw it, the thing that broke my heart was the werewolf in it. The werewolf they have is really, it's like, you know, I was used to like Lon Chaney, you had um, oh, Oliver Reed, you had like a werewolf werewolf. And then in this, well, see the film and see what the werewolf is. Okay, that's all I will say. <laughs> and, and it's exactly what we said. It is a whodunit. So, um, you know, that's what makes it keeps you engaged from start to finish and it's not your average whodunit so um no i, I thought it was a bit of fun i liked it i haven't seen it since this box that came out which is about two years ago so i, so I am looking forward to revisit um on the disc and, and i was just going to mention it looks like the um the amicus rights are a bit of a mishmash in the uk because i think part of that box set is owned by second sight and second sight they released asylum and the house that drip blood as separate editions and they're very nice editions as well so um you can get those as well and kind of complete your own sort of mini uk set of uh, of the amicus collection um but but yeah so look uh, this is a uh, like i said limited edition of three thousand um and look this thing has a ton of extras it's packed and uh so it has a high definition remaster. So that's interesting. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But I'm, you know, I'm very excited to see what they do with the transfer. Um, original mono audio, audio commentary with director Paul Annette and author Jonathan Scullett. Uh That's from 2003. Uh, it includes interviews with Max J. Rosenberg from 2000. And that's a archival audio recording of the fame producing conversation. Um, and that's 48 minutes long. Uh, they also were able to dig up the B B E H P interview with Jack uh, Hildyard, and uh, that's an archival audio recording made as part of the British Entertainment History Project, and that features Oscar-winning cinematography conversation with Alan Lawson. 
Um, we're still going. <laughs> it includes uh, the BHP interview with Peter Tanner, which is part two, which is 1939 to 1987. This is an 81 minute uh, archival audio recording made as part of the British Entertainment History Project featuring a celebrate editor conversation with Roy Fowler and Taffy Haynes. Um, it includes an introduction by Stephen Laws from 2020. So this is a new introduction. He is a horror author. Uh, it includes Directing the Beast, which is a 13-minute interview with Arnett. It's a 2003 interview. Once again, indicator include the Super 8 cut-down cinema version. I love it when they do that, but they're actually going to include the Super 8 version of it as well. Um, image galleries, which includes publicity and promotional materials, original theatrical trailer, still going. Uh, Kim Newman and David Flirt trailer commentary. Um, so they'll obviously talk over the trailer. Uh, subtitles and a limited edition exclusive 40-page booklet with a new essay by Neil Young and archival um, article on Amicus Productions and a look at James Bleich, uh, short story which inspired the film. Um, and it also includes an extract from the press book. Um, wow, okay, so that's that's a lot of extras. Uh, so what, what do you guys think of this edition? I, I, <laughs> that's amazing. That is completely amazing. It is, uh, it's, I will be buying this without a doubt. It's so good how much detail they've put into it, the amount of work. It's phenomenal. It is. Um, and, and I was going to mention they, the great thing about what they do is they also – um, I mentioned this last time, but they pull a lot of archival material, a lot of British archival material. Um, they must have a great resource. I don't know where they get it from, but they find some really good stuff that no other labels find. So, you know, these, you know, you know, 92-minute, 80-minute interviews, like, this is just an amazing stack release. Um, yeah, Brian, what, what do you think of all this stuff? <laughs> this is this is cool. I like it when they, like, pack it with this. And I'm always interested with it. I haven't watched... Um, I'm interested with these Super 8 versions because I haven't seen any other... I haven't really gone through the special features of um, any other releases. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested to see what um, Super 8 version there is of the films. If it's just going to be all the good stuff all together or it's going to be a bit of the storytelling and then the good stuff. Um, what else? I've, I mean, like, this is a. I haven't seen this film, and like, as soon as it was released, everyone's just going, "Oh, I wonder how this is gonna um, go against all the other releases." And was it someone was saying it was uncut or something, or it was cut in places, or it's just different, um, yeah. yeah, different cuts from different releases or something going on? Yeah, so I think this is this film has had a. A few different versions around the world but i think i'm presuming like indicator will do it right and get the most complete version possible yeah. um once again it's interesting because like we said william i'm not sure where this mask is coming from but um you know i i trust indicator know what they're doing so um yeah i'm sure they'll they'll have the most complete version knowing them but we'll see closer to release yeah, and every time I see someone called Neil Young, I just think of the musician. So I'm just like, there's this booklet by Neil Young, was he? <laughs> I don't know. Neil Young liked The Beast in Heat. This is awesome. I wonder if he's written a song about it. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm curious with the Super 8 stuff too, because Super 8 films back when I was a kid, they had them out. There was Castle and there was Ken films. I would love to know which ones they've got them from to do it. So really... My heart just goes out for what they do. You can just, with all the stuff they put in there, you can see the love and the detail they put into it, which is such, it's breathtaking, really. 
It is. It is. And um, I was going to say, I recently watched The Mad Magician, and they included the eight um, uh, Super 8 version of that. And the Super 8 version of that actually had a sort of uh, a 3D sort of red and blue effect on it. And uh, you could technically watch the 3D version at home uh, through a Super 8 setup. And, and it was a cut-down version of the film, but it was just fascinating. It really was. And um, it's, it's like watching a silent movie version of it that's cut down. So, um, yeah, so... so I love it when they do that. It's always fascinating. And I'm also very interested in this, um, the, speaking of Neil Young, this um, obviously archival archive on Amicus Productions because they're a company that I'm actually yeah, very fascinated by. Um, they also indicated, also did um, uh, Torture Garden, which was another Amicus production. And um, mm. they're, they're a great studio and they've released a lot of good stuff. So I'm glad to see that film's getting this sort of treatment. And um, I think, William, like we were discussing earlier, um, the nail in the coffin was coming towards the end and uh the last film they did was um oh, uh, time people, that the people yes yeah that's right so they did the 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 egg rice sort of trilogy there towards the end um the amazing uh <laughs> the land before time and oh my god not land before time oh god but yes no great stuff yeah great show. and they, they pretty much rivaled hammer uh, throughout the 70s and uh, you know they made some really great anthology films as well so um, like I said I think Second Sight have some of those titles but I'm hoping Indicator might be able to get more Amicus stuff in the collection but but we'll see see what happens and um, yeah they did release Torture Gun that was one of the early releases too it was yeah mm. great 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 film and great release and just quickly um, uh, what do you guys think of the cover art because this has had various types of cover I believe this is based off a UK poster, but what do you yeah, think? It's terrific. Pure and simple. Mm. It's really terrific. <laughs> it's, it's nice. I like it's it. It's simple and effective, and that's what you need sometimes, especially for horror films. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, like I said, this is based off a, a British poster, while the Severin disc uses the US theatrical art. Um, but I think the British one's awesome. I mean, it's just, like, it's simple, it's menacing, it's, yeah, it, it, it's awesome, it's really cool. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they do a reverse art with the um, US theatrical art, but I guess we'll wait and see what happens there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cool. Um, so anything else on The Beast Must Die, or shall we move on to the next title? Uh, I'm good to move on. Yeah, definitely, definitely. just can't wait to have it in my hands to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, couldn't come any sooner. Um, cool. So um, next title they announced, which is also being released on the same day, June 29, 2020, is Force 10 from Naravone. Don't think... I know. Force 10 from Navarone stars Robert Shaw of Jaws and The Deep, Harrison Ford of Star Wars, Barbara Bach of The Spy Who Loved Me, Edward Fox of A Bridge Too Far, Franco Nero of The Pirate, Carl Weathers of Rocky, and Richard Keel, the deadly seven foot two inch Jaws in The Spy Who Loved Me. Right here. This Christmas, there will be only one motion picture with the force of Alastair McLean's Force 10 from Navarone. The high adventure that blows the dam on excitement.
and this is a limited edition uh, box set. Uh, this is a film I, uh, funny enough, I thought I hadn't seen this film, but I watched the trailer earlier, and I, I feel like I have seen it on TV. There were bits and pieces, but it's been a long time. Um, I have seen the, um, uh, sorry, the prequel to this, but I have not seen this sequel. So um, have any of you guys seen this film? or Man, this is like one of those films I didn't know was like a prequel or a sequel to a film. It's like how you yeah. didn't know that it was like a, there's a Showgirls 2 or there's like an Easy Rider 2. It was like, where did like the Guns of Maverick have a, like a fucking sequel? What is this? It's so weird because like, I've never heard anything about this film. So yeah, I'm like one, interested. One. Yeah, it's one that flew under the radar for me for a while. I mean, but the cast, I mean, what a cast. Um, I know, right? You guys are lucky. Um, I, well, grew up in the 70s and 80s, so this was a film that played the drive-in when I was a kid. So, again, it's another film that I have seen. <laughs> the cast, <laughs> obviously, it's like 1978. It's directed by Guy Hamilton, you know, the guy who did all the James Bond stuff. So mm. it's, got a, it's got a pedigree to what it is. Alistair McLean, the guy who wrote this story, and he also obviously wrote The Guns of Navarone, the, the, the first film. And, yeah, no, what an amazing cast. It's one I'm actually keen for. I'm not a huge war film uh, fan. I'm not a huge fan of that type of stuff. I like I like it. It has its place. But, yeah, no, it's a film I'm really keen to see what they have done to it. So cast is amazing. My God, you've got – there's so many people in this film. It's got Franco Nero in there, my goodness. It's got Harrison Ford. It's got Jaws in there. It's Jaws. Got, you know, Edward Carl Fox. It's got everybody and Barbara Buck yeah. as well. Barbara, yeah. It's like it's a, <laughs> they drag Roger Moore and it'd be like, you know, a remake of The Spy Who Loved Me or something. <laughs> Sorry. No, it would not. No, it's an insane cast. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be an interesting release because this is one of their um special, special editions too. It's a big box. Sorry. It's it's a hard box, and they only do it to films that you know they they really want to go all out on. So um, mm. yeah, so, so that's it's what a makes me like, but... more interested too, because like I understand that with Night of the Demon because that had fuck all releases. I understood yeah, yeah. that with Night Tide because that's very underrated. But I've never heard this film before. This is cool. I'm interested. Fuck yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, and. Um, yeah, they've, they've done it to films that they really think deserve. I'm trying to think what else. Um, Scum as well got this treatment, the Hardbox yeah, treatment. Oh, yeah, they think, you know, Scum, yeah. yeah, so I think that's ones that really they, they go all out on. So um, it's a beautiful-looking Hardbox. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of extras on here. All right, so <laughs> get the point. You can do it, John. I believe in you. Yeah, I can do this. Instead of breaking the love. Sip of tea and you'll be right. I will. Uh, you guys get the popcorn out. Okay, so uh, so Indicator Limited Edition 2-disc Blu-ray. So this is a 2-disc edition. Um, it is limited to 5,000 copies. All right, so this includes two cuts of the film. So an extended version with original mono audio and alternative stereo and 5.1 surround options. That's 126 minutes. Uh, and the limited edition will include an exclusive presentation of the original theatrical cut with mono audio. So that's interesting. So the limited edition will have the theatrical cut as the um, as the extra. It's interesting because um, recently Arrow released Beyond the Door, and Beyond the Door, the theatrical cut, which honestly, in my opinion, is better, is exclusive to the box set, the limited edition. So um, 
Yeah, I find it interesting that they're doing that because I guess the extended version has become the more widely accepted version. But um, yeah, but yeah, so very interesting. I always go for uh, the longer versions anyway when I watch something. Yeah. Mm. Same here. Same here. I always want to see the longest, the most complete version I can. Yeah. Um, cool. So this includes an audio commentary on the extended versions with film historian Steve Mitchell and Steve J. Rubin. That's a new commentary from 2020. Uh, a feature called This is a Giant Movie from 1978. Uh, it's 21 minutes. It's archival location report by Channel Television featuring interviews with producer Oliver A. Unger and actors Edward Fox and Carl Weathers. Uh, Tour de Force, this is a new 24-minute 2020 um, featurette where actor Angus McInnes recalls his early film roles. Um, from The Blank with Love, uh, the making of the film is told by construction manager Terry Apsey. Uh, stuntman Jim uh, Dowell, sorry, Dodell. Uh, Grip, Dennis Fraser, Chief Hairdresser, Colin Jameson, and Chief Makeup Artist, Peter Rob King. Uh, a Life Behind the Lens is a new 2020 33-minute uh, tribute to cinematographer Christopher Chalice, featuring interviews with fellow directors of photography and camera crew, Dennis Fraser, Oswald Morris, John Palmer, and Sidney Samilton, as well as archival footage of Chalice. Uh, it includes, the, once again, BEHP interview with Ron Goodwin. This is an 89-minute archival video, um, which is very similar to the Beast Must Die. It's the same sort of archive they're pulling it from. Um, a show of force, a new 2020 documentary, which is a look behind the different versions of the film, um, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, Ryan, I know that you like your alternative cuts of things. That should be pretty interesting, doing a sort of <laughs> comparison. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, I, it fascinates me. I always like to see comparisons side by side. Um, once again, they're including a Super 8 version, which is the cut-down home cinema presentation, uh, original trailers, TV and radio spots, image gallery, publicity and promotional materials, a limited edition 80-page book with a new essay by Sheldon Hall, archival production reports including interviews with cast and crew members, an interview with Robert Shaw, recollections of the film's shoot, um, and yada yada yada, and that's five thousand. So wow, um, quite a package, quite quite I, a release. I'd be interested to see like what what um, Robert Shaw says because like he was a he was a drunk <laughs> a lot of the time. So I wonder if he remembers anything. <laughs> Remember, it sounds like an Oliver Reed story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Honestly, Oliver Reed and Robert Shaw just drink it out. That's all, I just want a movie with them to drinking. <laughs> Give us, give us a deluxe box set of that indicator. Come on, exactly. And just a poster. I want a poster out as well. <laughs> just the two of them at a bar, whiskey in hand. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, cool. Um, William, what do, what do you think of this? this I'm set? taken away by what they've done there. The amount of effort and work they're putting into eighty pages. My God, it's like yeah. you're getting a whole book. And so they're not booklets anymore. That's a book. It's so good. It just indicates mm. what they do and what they do so well. They've obviously delved into it. They've brought back people to talk about it. So it's, I can't wait. Um, as I said, I'm not a big war fan, um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing this again. Yeah. 
No, I, absolutely. I'm looking forward to seeing this. Like I said, I, I think I may have, but it, it's been a long time. I may have showed it on TV once, uh, but it's one I'm I'm willing to dig into. I'm really keen to check out. Um, and uh, and just going to say, in, in regards to the hard box itself, what do you think of the artwork they've done? Uh, once again, just classic poster art. Perfect. perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I perfect. like it. It's cool. Yeah. It's almost like um, a towering inferno feel to it. Yeah. Classic iconic. It's just pure, just perfection. Like a classic 70s post, like Earthquake or something. Like, yeah, just just looks looks awesome. Um, yeah, no uh, no bad photoshops here. And just use the poster art. That's all you need. That's all you need. Where's, where's the CGI? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, we... <laughs> Where's the Photoshop? Um, no, that's that's very cool. It's awesome, cool. Um, and, and like I said, it's it's stacked. You know, it's funny because I listen to a lot of uh, people do like Criterion podcasts, like Criterion Now, and they're like, and this releases extras are, you know, commentary and trailer, and that's it. <laughs> but <within the> edit, <laughs> like, it, it takes me like twenty minutes to go through the list, so it's, it just shows the amount of effort they put into it. It's unbelievable. So um, that's why yeah, I don't but, care much for Criterion because <laughs> you don't want your leaflet. <laughs> oh, well, at least uh, the extras aren't just a title menu hey, exactly that's, it that's has like interactive good. menu and like actor biography I'm like sweet special features <laughs> thanks <laughs> you might as well just put a fucking link to IMDB there well and don't forget <laughs> the special features anyway oh, that's what I have to say the reason I love Indicator is because they don't do slips Fucking yes. <laughs> There's not people whinging and carrying about fucking slips. That I love that. It's perfect. You're making me cry here. You're making me cry. <laughs> <laughs> For all good intentions, of course. But yeah, good, fucking yeah, no slips is just makes me happy. It does, and then like you know, imagine being uh, like the amount of complaints that. Yeah, Arrow and Shout Factory get once people get their Blu-rays without the slips. I'm like, well, where's yeah. my slip? Because sometimes the warehouse, like I, I heard, uh, there was someone on a group who worked in one of the warehouses for Deep Discount. Apparently, the staff were chucking them in the bin because they thought it was a protective sleeve, and they were just taking <laughs> off and binning them. And then, um, and then Shout Factory had to manually post out slip covers to people. And it's just like slips are just like a nightmare. <laughs> You're a company. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, because they were like, what's this junk? Um, and so, yeah, and look, I, when they do do a, a slip, it's like it's an actual hard box and it's a quality hard box too. So, um, you know, it, it deserves the treatment. And, and with the Skinabo cases, you really don't need a slip. So, yeah, amazing. Yeah, exactly. Q, Q, Q. Um, so, last film on the list is Britannia Hospital. Come in, Sammy. Come in, Red. Are you receiving me? Come on. Let's make movies. Hey, come back! Movies! You're only being paid for an eight-hour day, Mr. Potter. You'll have to be out of here by ten at the latest. They're refusing to admit the royal luncheons. We have a royal occasion here today, you know. They're picketing the Fortnum's van. I didn't have 50 years in India to end up bedding down with a lot of wogs. Oh! This is in the Nairobi, Hilton. Where the hell have you been? This is a British hospital! This was actually teased as a sneak peek for the year. Um, yes, it was. Yeah, Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, I've like 
I've always liked Malcolm and I've always wanted to see more films of Malcolm in like the 70s days and 80s because everyone just, you always see pictures of him as Alex in fucking Clockwork Orange. That's all you see. It's like that film just like made him and it's just everywhere. So I'm always interested to see other films that he did in the 70s and 80s and all that. Yeah, absolutely. And people, yeah, they're just like Clockwork Orange, like, that was his only film, right? You know, and, and they forget, they forget this um, uh, until William, you pointed out, and it just kind of triggered with me that that it's a trilogy. Like, if Oh Lucky Boy and Britannia Hospital, this is the third in the trilogy, um, which mm. is rather interesting. Yeah, cause I haven't seen Oh Lucky Man. It's a bit of a loose trilogy because you've got the character there with it, um, Mick Travis, I think the, mm. the Malcolm's character's called because that's what yeah. he's being called away through the three different films there with it because it's the same director, the same writer, and that with it. So it's really interesting the way it's being done. And I, I only found that rabbit hole today, I was not aware of it. And it's like, I know the movies, but it, my brain never turned that corner and never saw that fact. And then I read it today, and it was just like, oh my goodness, wow! So I'm really keen to see this film, mm. and um, yeah, and, and it's. Yeah, I, I think we can all agree if is a bit of a masterpiece. The, the mm, first thing. definitely, it's probably yeah. not his work. A lucky it, boy, it, is good, but if I think, it's, yeah, anyway, back yeah, on yeah. time, back to Britannia. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, this this is the third in the in the, the trilogy, and um, I, I've never seen it. Like I said, I've seen um the other two, but this is one I haven't seen. And um and like I said, but based on the cover and what I saw, I th- I thought it was a bit of a um how can I put it just sort of like a, a British comedy, like a um, how can I put it like a Carry On type movie or something. But mm-hmm. um, I'm hearing William, you were doing some research, and it's almost a bit of a sci-fi. Has a bit of sci-fi to it. Like it's a bit of a, a bit black of a- comedy. Spot on, John. Spot on. It's a black comedy science fiction thing there for what it is. So it's a really interesting take for what it is. 1982, and um, yeah, I'm really keen to see it. Yeah, yeah. I just read the um, the powerhouse thing there, and actually specifies like the concluding storming in Lindsay's Innocence Mick Travis trilogy. <laughs> Only I read the website. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, and and like I said, there was a bit of a, a Frankenstein element because you can see on the artwork he's got stitches in his neck, so uh, it kind of gives you an idea of, of what's going on there. So uh, no, I'm very keen, and and the cast on this thing, I think, like we were pointing out, when they teased this, they said, "Oh, on May the fourth, they said we have a bit of a Star Wars connection," and this film has Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill, yeah, he's in it. So um, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what his role is in this film. So. Very keen, very, very keen. Cool. So, always, um, um, yeah, to, to someone else too. Sorry, John, but I was going to say that's no, always someone no. else because, like, Mark Hamill, you always see him in fucking Star Wars. So I'm like, what other films has he done? Big Red one. Yeah, I know. That was a good one. It was a great film. He yeah. got the... Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll talk about that on Nasty Podcast. He was even... Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> He was even in. Um, he, he had a segment in um, in Body Bags. The, yeah, the, he um, did, man. Yeah, <laughs> Carpenter's segment and uh, and Mark Hamill. He, he's great. Like he, he appears in like really interesting stuff here and there. Um, he was uh, another really good recent film he was in was Brigsby Bear. Did anyone see that one? That's that's oh, really good. It, uh, Brigsby Bear. Brigsby it's, Bear. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I don't I've think. 
mentioned it. It's one I need to look into. Yeah, uh, just yeah, I don't want to go on a tangent, but to, I recommend it to the listeners. It's like this. Um, yeah, it came out a few years ago. It's this really strange comedy where they Mark Hamill and his wife like kind of stole this kid from a or kidnapped kid from a hospital, and they they raised him kind of like a bad boy Bubby, but uh, they they basically. He, he created this fictional TV show called Brigsby Bear, and then the cops come and they, they free him and they say, look, you've been... You know, and then the guy's now an adult, but he wants to find Brigsby and he goes on a mission. It's ridiculous. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so that's Brigsby Bear. <laughs> I won't go on that. I hope, in, I hope Anti-World's released that one. That one's right up there, Ellie. Um, <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's fairly new. Um, yeah, so uh, so cool. So this, this uh, special edition uh, is limited to... 3,000, so it's interesting. Uh, the films they feel, you know, will have a bigger audience, they'll do 5,000, but 3,000 is still a good number. So this includes, um, once again, a BEHP interview with Lindsay Anderson. Uh, this is 117 minutes from 1991. Archival audio recordings made as part of the British Entertainment History Project, featuring the celebrated director in conversation with Alan Lawson and Norman Swallow. Uh, Healthy Reputation, which is a new 2020 extra. Uh, actor Robin Axwith uh, fondly remembers on his films and friendship with Anderson. Uh, Biles Apart, which is another nine-minute new extra with actor Brian uh, Pettifer, uh, who recalls his close workings and relationships with Anderson. Uh, a Cut Above, which is a new 2020 extra, which is 11 minutes, which includes editor uh, Michael Ellis discussing the film's production. Includes image gallery, publicity and promotional materials, original theatrical trailer, original teaser trailer, uh, new and improved, obviously, uh, subtitles, and includes a 40-page booklet with a new essay by Peter Cowie and archival interview with Lindsay Anderson, extracts from diaries of Anderson and screenwriter David Sherwin, recounting the production and overview and contemporary critical responses and films credits so that they'll be interesting the the critical responses from a contemporary point of view that's something i'd definitely like to have a read on so um yeah what do you think of this edition that's uh it's, it's a lot of stuff as always <laughs> well again okay now, well again it just shows how much care they put into what they do and to me this is probably I'm really looking forward to seeing this. Um, we had a thing of VHS released by Thorn EMI back in the day in Australia, and so I'm really keen to see this again. It's been a long time between drinks, so to say, and seeing it. So I'm really looking forward to seeing it. And that's the beauty of Indicator. They've got such an eclectic range for what they bring out. Just look at the three we've got for this, this month's release. So, my God, hats off to them. Mm. All in different genres as well, too, so... Kind of says something a little bit too. Absolutely, and I think like William you were saying earlier, it's it's such a a mix this month. Like you've got uh, yeah, Beast Must Die, which is a horror, and then you've got the the war film with um with Ten, and then you've got um this sort of dark comedy. So it's it's such a mix. Just keeps it interesting. Definitely, definitely. It's <laughs> it. It's not sort of pigeonholing themselves for what they bring to us. And every film they've got has got value and worth. And that's the other benefit for it. So we've got to respect for what they do, for the love they put into it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Cool. Um, well, look, is there anything else on Britannia Hospital uh, you guys chapter like to mention or 
Shall we move on? I'm good. I'm, I, I always get the bundles anyway, so I'm, I'm always interested to what they are, what I'm going to watch too, so it's all good. No stress. Yeah, so the great thing is, yeah, if you get all three of these uh, and enter the um, bundle promo code, you'll get 10% off. Um, and and that always works if you are looking to, to get them all at once, and that's what I tend to do. And they are also still running the promotion where you can get 10% off everything else in the store as well. So if you want to chuck in a few other titles you may be missing in your collection, you'll get 10% off as well. So um, it's, it's a good way to save. Beautiful. To get into cool. it. Cool. Excellent. Well, lovely. Wait, wait, that was the June titles. Um, so uh, moving on, we're just going to cover a little bit of news. We're going to have a little bit of a news segment here. Um, so uh, the Indicator newsletter went out. And uh, sorry, there was actually two newsletters in the past, um, past week or so. Uh, yeah. The first one, actually, well, we'll start on the, the COVID-19 announcement. Ryan, you shared that in the group. Yeah. So it looks like they're just saying, you know, hang in there, guys. Like, things are obviously going to be a bit slower than usual. Um, kind of what it said? Pretty much like any other um, place, really. Things are going slow, but we're sending them out. Yeah. Standard, it's nothing new or special. It's nothing that anyone um, should be surprised about, really, when there's, like, fuck all planes flying in and out of the country, you know, obviously... There's not going to yeah. be a lot of posts coming no. in. So, it's all right. We'll get there. Just keep your emails of what you've ordered and shit and just chill out. Watch yeah, your watch chill, list. <laughs> yeah, watch your, I'm sure you've got a bunch of sealed stuff on the shelf, so crack that open. Exactly. I'm glad they did because I'm sure, like all companies, they're probably being slammed with uh, a lot of people saying, where's my order? Where's my order? Where's my order? Yeah, I, I hate that. Oh, out of their hands. The thing to consider is that they're doing the best they can. They're following. They're doing what they always have been. The the failings basically the courier companies between A and B. So we've got to take our breath and say step back and go. Yep, takes a bit longer, but it's coming. Mm. And like like I said, our my hammer volume five box that was in the mail for like two months longest i've ever waited for a uk mail title to arrive um but you know what can you do it's the situation it did arrive it eventually did arrive so you've just gotta just gotta be patient people just hang in there we'll show up exactly. some people yeah. can't even visit their mothers shut the fuck up Uh, too good. Um, cool. Um, and then obviously the regular newsletter went out, which included the titles we just spoke about. Um, and so, yeah, look, they also announced they are releasing some standard editions of reissues. So if you missed out on the limited editions, you can grab the standard releases. Um, so I actually don't have a standard edition myself, <laughs> um, but I, <laughs> I'm guessing it's like, from what I've heard, it's, it, no booklet is that kind of it like it's yeah it's no, no book- booklet it's um a different blu-ray case it's like the standard one you, every other company uses uh yeah has like about half of the special features that the limited edition has okay it has, gotcha. it has a, com- a commentary and like a um whatever else i don't know it's about yeah about half or a third of the special features I didn't realise that. I assumed it would have been like a printing of the same thing, but they would remove the DVD and the booklet. That makes the limited edition all the more better to get. It does. It makes it a lot, lot more desirable. And uh, 
and yeah, so so the stand, and also obviously the the price is less. And it's more of a budget release, the standard edition mm. when it comes. So, um, so I say, people, just you've got to get the limited ones where you can, grab them where you can, because it's. I mean, this label was intended for limited releases, and uh, I mean that was their main main goal. Um, the stand editions are there, I'm guessing, due to demand, because when they go out of print, people people want them. So, yeah. um, the ones that they're re-releasing, it looks like they're releasing the entire hammer volume one box set as separate editions uh so they're going to include maniac the gorgon curse of the mummy's tomb and fanatic all the stand editions uh no booklet just standard casing um because obviously that that sold out i think uh a few months ago so um there's probably been demand for those hammer titles which is which mm. is uh, question john is there still uh volume two available criminal uh, yeah, good question. Because they said it was low on stock last time I checked. Um, I'll this, don't have it. Buy it. Buy it now. It's so good. <laughs> it, it, it's it's still in stock. It's still in stock. But last time I sent the newsletter, they said it was getting low. So yes, please, people, please get it. Um, you know, I'm stress that every Yes, please. Um, and also included, they're doing a, a stand edition of The Last Details. So um, I love that film. That's a great movie, mm. a great hell out film. Um, and it seems like the limited edition of that sold out. So they're going to do a standard reissue, which is good because I think everyone you know, needs to see that film. Um, the China Syndrome is getting a standard edition. So that one uh, took took a while, not, not too long, but it eventually did sell out. Uh, Wolf is getting a standard release. Um, so, yeah. So, so for those who missed out on these limited titles, you can grab them now as a standard edition. Mm. Wolf took a while. That was one of the early releases. It was, yeah. That was like... First, that was in like a 15 or something. That was in the teens, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, first yeah. 15 or something. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was definitely an early yeah. one. I remember that. So, me. <laughs> yeah. Wolf. Um, and... Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if um, I, th I think Ghost of Mars and um, Vampire. I think Vampire's got a standard edition. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah, so quick. But yeah, I mean the standard. Like I said, I, I I don't have them personally, but um, they're a great budget option for people who want to um, grab just one specific title that they really want. I mean, yeah, it's a good chance to grab it. Um, so yeah, yeah, very interesting. It's an opportunity for somebody who just wants to see the movie who doesn't want to embrace what the other benefits are there from what they've been offered. So mm. yeah, exactly, exactly. Cool. Um, all right. So, yeah, look, uh, I guess one other thing we want to end on a note is Twilight Time. So uh, thank you for reminding me, William, but um, Twilight Time have closed their doors. And the reason I bring up Twilight Time is because in the early days of Indicator, um, they were compared quite a bit to Twilight Time because they had a pretty similar catalog for the first 20 or so titles. Uh, but then Indicator kind of went on their own path. You will see um, uh, Indicator release a lot of Twilight Time titles. Sorry, you know, Sony Columbia titles, which are in both catalogs. And like Mad Magician, for example, that was a, a Twilight Time title. Um, there, there's so many Twilight Time titles that they released over the years, and um, they have closed their doors. So what do you guys think of this news? I mean, it's a bit of an interesting situation because, you know, some people are like, oh, no, does this mean, you know, uh, you know, the... Uh, this is going to happen to other physical media companies. But I think Twilight Time, like, I don't know. I think they were on their way out because there are a number of factors involved there. But, um, yeah, your thoughts on this, guys? Twilight Time kind of... Well, for me, I have I don't own a Twilight Time release. And when I started collecting 
I didn't, I had no idea about them, and yeah, when I said when I said I started collecting them, I remember seeing people like sell um Twilight Time Blu-rays, and people were selling it for like sixty bucks. I'm like, what the fuck is this company? Like, how is this? How is Fright Night worth sixty dollars? I got like a DVD for five dollars. I'm cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> like, and yeah, I was just wondering what was um special about this um company. Like, nothing was under fifty bucks. Like Australian, so I was just like, "What? Well, that must be special." And and they were expensive at retail too. I remember I was back in the day, like when I said back in the day, like 2014, 15, 16, I was paying like they're like thirty, thirty five US dollars the title, and Fuck. and they That's barely like had any. Age. I've I've only been collecting for the last three years. Really, I've been collecting longer than that, but for blu-rays and stuff for the last three years and they're they're one that i have not bought one of their titles um as ryan said their price are prohibitive they're just expensive the stuff they did was good in the early days but as john did with his live stream sort of showed some of the stuff they've brought some really great stuff to surface but unfortunately they just lost the plot and it's just you know, you, they weren't embracing what they loved. They just seemed to be just trying to sell something as a product. And that's probably the difference when I look at Indicator as a company. I think, well, these guys are selling a product, but what they're selling is something that they care about because they put the effort in, they go the extra mile. So when you pick up one of their limited edition stuff, where you've got that booklet, you've got the work, you've got the sweat, you've got the love they've put into it. So call it tones company and it's sad they've gone obviously one less physical media company out there is a sad thing we need all the companies out there bringing us all the stuff they can but if they're going to just bring us third rate uh, gray stuff yeah no no, <laughs> no. speaking of gray. <laughs> So yeah, Twilight Times. I I've been collecting Blu-rays for like since the dawn of Blu-ray. But um, I remember when they first came on the scene, I was like, these guys, okay, they're pretty cool. Like they're doing limited runs, and and their catalog was really cool. Like the early titles were, like I said, Fright Night, The Blob, Scream, and and Scream Again. Um, and they also included like just just a mix of really interesting films. Like they were the first ones to release Ten to Midnight, and um, you know a whole bunch of sort of classic cinema as well, and. And so I, I collected a few, and I actually have built quite a library of their titles. Um, what was that, William? First Man in Space. They, they, obviously, we had the indicator with the Ray Harrison collection they brought out because you're discussing the Sony stuff they brought out. That was another one that you discussed that they released. So, yeah. yeah. They're, they're the Harry uh, Harrison stuff, um, right. yeah, they, they released it on Blu-ray first, and they, they did a, a pretty good job. But obviously, but yeah, and then I noticed um, I lost interest in Twilight Time around... 2018 or so like their, their titles stopped being but like 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 I said indicator release you know eclectic really interesting mix of titles uh, all genres but twilight time they seem to move away from the genre stuff and they just seem to start focusing on i hate to say it but like 50s musicals and stuff like that and it was really just stuff that you know my dad would watch um not, not to say he has bad taste but <laughs> um it, it was just like it was just really like like stuff that I, I had zero interest in, and I lost interest in the company. And I found out interesting around that time, uh, Nick Redman, who was the founder of the company, he was quite ill at that time. And so I kind of get the vibe that other people kind of took control of that company, and they were just pumping out whatever they could get their hands on. And it seemed like that labor of love 
where they were hand-picking titles that they thought, you know, like Strange Invaders or something like something cool that, you, you know, people would like or, or, a, um, uh, or like uh, Swamp Water, which is this gothic southern film. And, and I feel like that kind of went away when Nick Redman was getting ill and, uh, and he passed away about a year ago. And when he passed away, the company just, like, the, the title releases were, like, dwindling by the end. And the titles they were releasing were just, like, like just stuff I have zero interest in. So it's sad. I mean, like I said, they, they were, they had a good thing going originally. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just looking at some of their new titles. Um, My War Tights from 1947. Uh, this is a, uh, a musical from 1947. You guys ready to grab a copy for only um, $35 US? Uh, yeah. Wrong? Can we do like a bulk order? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shut up. And don't right. take money <laughs> <laughs> no you should actually be paying us um no it's just like you could tell like the the, the titles just just dwindled the actual like i said they weren't being slayed they were just bulk buying whatever crap they could and, and just put it out there so it, it, it's sad it's a shame um but they they are having a clearance sale at twilight time right now so if you do want to grab their leftover stock you can but having said that Please be patient because I get the feeling like some of these Sony Columbia titles will make their way to Indicator. Like The Mad Magician, uh, that was a title that I was pretty bummed that I missed out on the Twilight Time. And here come Indicator with an edition that blows it out of the water. So, um, oh, yes. Yeah, so, can't sure. wait to get mine. Mine's in the mail. And it's just like, yes. As you were saying before about the 3D little stuff with it, man, the love they put into it. Cannot wait. Does that mean they're going to release um, Fright Night in a good special edition? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish. I, mean, I think uh, Eureka snatched that one Eureka, up. The, yeah, they yeah. did too, didn't they? Yeah. But, but, yeah, I mean, some of these tiles, like I said, you, it, it, I mean, it's open to a possibility <laughs> that, that would come to Indicator. But, um, so, I, I was, like I said, like, I stopped collecting Twilight Time about three years ago. Because when, when Twilight, sorry, when Indicator emerged, that's when I kind of stopped collecting Twilight Time because I noticed that Indicator were doing what Twilight Time were doing ten times better. And they were, to be honest, cheaper in terms of cost. Like, it was, it was like, half the cost of going through Indicator than going through Twilight Time. So, yeah, it was, it was rather interesting. So, yes, uh, RIP, Twilight Time. Cool. All right. Uh, cool. So, look, that that's it. Um, like I said, I, I did um, – I, I was going to mention, sorry, the, the newsletter clue. Did anyone see that? It was like this kid on a on a, a raft or something. For some reason. Um, it's not Creep yeah. 2, is it? It's a kid on a raft. Yeah, Creep 2. <laughs> uh, fuck yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Everyone's going to be releasing Creep 1 and 2 now. <laughs> Yeah, get your get your arrow coloured edition. Get your your, your teal edition. Yeah, in a butter coloured edition. <laughs> that fucking creep show release. I swear, like I've I've got the US one. I've got the Canadian one, which is purple. I pre-ordered the teal one, um, and I've got the red one too. So yeah, I'm all coloured up for creep show. Ah, <laughs> uh, the rainbow connection. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, so that's this month's episode. Uh, Matt, depending on scheduling, uh, should be back next month. But uh, no, we appreciate you coming on, William, uh, because we know you're mm. busy. And uh, and also, like I said, we do the regular catalog spotlight with you. So it's great to have you on the, the monthly episode where we discuss the new titles. 
Thank you for having me here. I feel blessed to be involved with it. And bless you, indicator for what you do. You guys are amazing. Love your work. Keep it up. Please keep it up. Cool. Always welcome, William. Always welcome. Anytime. Uh, cute. Uh, well, that's it. Uh, everyone have a good night. Um, I'll let you guys go. And uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>